Coat of Popularity Podcast. Okay, and welcome back to the Cult of Popularity Podcast, the only cult where human sacrifices are optional. That's correct. As a matter of fact, not even necessary. Not even necessary. But you do you. And uh, as always, I'm Trent. And I'm Josh. And uh, this week we're here to discuss the big three from the uh, Hats of Destiny. What uh, we got? We've got we... Crazy Taxi. Oh, Crazy, crazy Taxi. taxi. Uh, double the Fist. And of course, uh, Rich Rich, which uh, we're going to we're going to be more about Rich Rich than just the movie. I think I did look. I got some. Yeah, I mean, obviously the movie is what we intended, but mm. uh, we can go a bit deeper with. We will look a bit deeper at Richie Rich on the whole. Mm. Uh, but I suppose we should uh, start with one of them. That's it. Kick this thing <laughs> off like Cinderella stiletto, and get this thing started. She didn't really kick it off though. Like she lost. Can I, it. Like just you know, sidetrack. For someone that had a shoe that fits perfectly, how did it fall off in the first place? Well, this is true. I'm just saying, like, the story's there got were, plot there, holes. There were there were liberties taken with that story. <laughs> how did how did it not turn back into like crap like everything else did? We don't know that, man. Pretty sure in the movie it's still a crystal slipper that he's trying on people. Oh, I thought you meant like afterwards, like the happy ever after. Like, how do we not know that? No, she, no, no, they no, just no, like no. I meant booted her like, ass out. I meant like the carriage turned back into a pumpkin, the clothes turned back into rags, but the shoe mysteriously stayed as a crystal slipper. Man, that's an even bigger pothole. That's Holy a pretty shit. big pothole. Anyway, uh, seems to have distracted us from the main theme, so we'll kick things off with Crazy Taxi, I guess. Hey, Crazy Taxi. Um, it was interesting. I've I've put a bit of time into it. Um, that game was as easy as it is. It's one of those what, what what do they say? You know, easy to easy to learn, hard to master. I think. Yeah, would be, a lot of variables know. in the game though. Yeah, there is, and like, holy crap, man! I was trying to I was trying to drift in that game, right? Because I didn't realise that you could even do it until like I started looking into it. I was like, man, I want to try and get the, like the class A license, and so I was like, I want some hints. So getting some tips, tips, and I found this one. I was just showing you like basic moves that you can do in it, like speed boosting by like switching to reverse and then smashing accelerator and then going back into accelerator or into drive and then smashing the accelerator. Mm. But to give like speed boost stuff, and I found that's how many you could drift it. And I was like, oh shit, no, no. I don't know why they tell you can because it's really hard. I tried doing, um, there was like these challenges you can do, you like in like this like kind of roundabout thing. I go around and you got to try and get like fifteen drifts in, oh, in a certain amount of time could not do it I think it must have got nine after I finally figured out like how to do it yeah I didn't put anywhere near as much time into it as you did this week I literally downloaded it on my tablet and just played it for probably about half an hour <laughs> and then I was like oh I've played enough of this to know what I can talk about with it with it now good arrangement of characters uh you to choose from a there's no difference between them, though. Did no, you get any stat differences? No, there's no the advantage tablet? or anything to have anyone. Yeah, people, I didn't think so. would say it'd be like you know, it's a bit of a bit of a negative uh, for it. But as far as the game as a whole, it was it's it's pretty solid. Like you can have you can have a bit of fun playing it. That's it. Yeah, I think uh, that's all it was intended for. Bit of bit of fun. I don't know if it was. It was never made to be like multiplayer, was it? 
Um, I don't think so, no. Because, I mean, it would be a good multiplayer game. It'd be something that if you could, like, race against your friends. That'd be pretty cool. I guess you could do... I guess... Go and make that for yourself, though. Do, like, time challenges and stuff and mm. take it in turns. See As we can... used to back in the day. Yeah, that's it. Taking turns. Who gets the best license or the most amount of uh, rides and money accumulated in a lot of time frame? Wins. What? They win. They win. Oh, I thought you said wings. I was just like, no. wings? No. No, man. No, we're just driving take a car. me down to the street. No. So, so that was pretty cool. Soundtrack for the game? Soundtrack? Pretty, pretty solid. It was pretty solid. Originally, The Offspring and Bad Religion actually yeah. supplied music. In the ported versions like for the later ones for the consoles and mobile devices the soundtrack's a little different but it is yeah I think they lost um, I don't know whatever agreement they had with whoever licensed music but the original arcade though would have been Offspring and Bad Religion which are really not, not too bad choices not, yeah, not bad at all it was interesting for what started off as just an arcade game got quite popular it did there was a few spin off uh, products and things that came along with it I uh, remember when I was sort of doing a, bit of, a little bit of research there's it was a redemption game. Is the I suppose this the type of game it is, similar to like a coin drop game where you drop the coin and it's got to bounce down the things and you get tickets for if it goes in the right hole. They had one like that where you you fire the uh, coin down there and there's taxis going back and forth and you got to dodge the taxis to get like Frogger most points. Kind of like Frogger, yeah, but with a coin. Yeah, sounds like Frogger to me. Look, this is taxis, you know. It's just yeah. Frogger Taxi. Frogger Taxi. There we go. Frogger yeah. Taxi. Uh, but yeah, there was that. There was some uh, remote control models uh, made from the actual main crazy taxi car that you could get, which I actually uh, probably wouldn't mind getting my hand on my hands on one of those. At some were they like it. sort of mass produced or? I don't like... know if they were mass mass produced or not. Uh, they were a little bit more exclusive. I think they were a bit more exclusive. Fairly certain they were made right before uh, Sega started going into bankruptcy <sighs> poor Sega they did they did start to decline uh, and you saw the thing about uh, the Simpsons Road Rage yeah so there thing. was actually a lawsuit apparently um, Sega actually put a patent on the actual the, the game style so the, the actual US patent was on game display method moving direction indicating method game apparatus and drive simulating apparatus they placed a patent in like 2001 um, and then they actually sued Fox Interactive for because they basically used the same mechanics um, in the game Simpsons Road Rage um, and ended up settling out of court over that which we look back on and it, it is a full rip off we did yeah watch some <laughs> gameplay no. footage from uh, Simpsons Road Rage and as soon as we saw it we are like okay yeah we can see it was it was basically tax, uh, Crazy Taxi oh. reskinned with Simpsons. Yeah. Look, there's... I mean, there's flirting with copyright and breaching copyright, and then there's just blatantly ripping something off. Mm. Interesting enough, Sega still actually hold the, that patent to this day. There you go. Mm. So, if you were thinking of making something similar, I would... Um, Strongly probably, advise against yeah, it. Yeah, against it. Uh, maybe they'll... Uh, maybe they'll bring out... A, maybe Sega will bring out a new console. They'll bring out the Sega Mega Cast Saturn. No. No. No, I don't think so. Unfortunately, I think Sega's uh, day of... I think they'll, they'll, they'll still obviously have their input on mm. games and stuff like that. I oh, do certainly. Miss, even being you know more of a Nintendo kid growing up, I had more sort of like... I was more of the SNES sort of kid. I still did like when you, I'd go to my, my brother's 
at my cousin's place and put in a uh, play that he's Sega and you'd put in a game and you'd get that Sega. Classic. Absolute classic. Great. Great time. Oh, fond memories for me because I had my math system too and yeah, fond, fond memories of that when I was a kid. The old Sega. Now, just on back to the, circling back to the soundtrack for Crazy Taxi, mm. what would you say out of the, all the games that you've ever played is the best soundtrack. Ooh. Which game had the best soundtrack? That's hard. Um, That's what she said. <laughs> um, um, I think one that really springs to mind, I think, for just good music was um, Tony Hawk's. Yeah. Post-Skater Games, I think, especially number two. Um, they were really solid. Had good soundtrack. I still, every time I hear Shimmy by System of a Down, takes me back to playing Tony Hawk and I don't even remember if it was on one of the soundtracks or if it was just because I was listening to that song <laughs> flat out when uh, I do know for a fact that uh, I used to listen to uh, Fever for the Flavor by Hot Action Cop when I used to play Tony Hawk Underground yeah, the yeah. first Underground so whenever I play that I think oh maybe I should put some Hot Action Cop on that was the only Hot Action mm. Cop song I knew but amazing especially those those games you used to play especially when you were younger and stuff and if you did you know, and you had like a certain album or soundtrack or something that you just listened to whilst you were playing a game. How like you always connect those two th- things together later yeah. on. It's like you hear that song come on, you're like, oh man, I remember I used to, it's, it's real popular when I used to play this game. And yeah. Tell you uh, what was a really solid soundtrack that uh, we'll probably touch on a lot later in a, in a later episode was the Grand Theft Auto San Andreas soundtrack. Oh, on the, different the radio, radio stations. Because the uh, stations in that had some really good content in them. They actually did, because um, I, I actually found out later on that apparently some of the songs on Grand Theft Auto 3, they actually all were, I thought they were just like crappy songs that someone had gone and gotten and just used for the, but I've actually found a few of them later on, actually found, oh crap, these were actually real artists, real songs, they just, obviously they had to, they must have been real, you know, I think GTA 3 was a big, first game after GTA 2 where they probably didn't, and they didn't go for as big artists like they ended up being able to get for, like, San Andreas. Even um, Vice City, Vice City had some pretty big artists in it as well. The Dust. The Dust. That was, yeah, San Andreas, that was definitely my favourite radio station. Yeah. Yeah, man, KDST. I used to like it every now now and again, every now and again you'd get into, like, a car in the middle of, like, the country sort of Hickville area, Mm -hmm. and the country station on beyond it would be, like... Something like, all my exes live in Texas. And be like, ah. And then you flick it over to the dust. Or I'd put it over onto the, I think it was like a, a rap station that had like all like the West Coast rap and stuff on it, which was pretty Yeah, cool that's true. Well. I uh, think the other one that they had was just like the more, you know, the more, I guess, pop sort of tunes. That wasn't too mm. bad. That's more of a song, so, but nah. I mean, especially when I'm doing it in a car. Listening to the dust. Yeah. No, I, I would really... Have liked to have, I guess, played the game with the original soundtrack, though. Be the Offspring. Bad Religion. Bad Religion. I reckon that would have been cool. That would have been cool. Uh, I wouldn't mind actually seeing if I could find an old Crazy Taxi arcade console. Arcade. Well, an actual stand. arcade machine. Yeah. Woo. Look out. That would be. I reckon I'd go for a. Be a go for a bit of a. Nice little jewel in the old collection. It would be. I'd go for a nice mint, though, I reckon. Yeah, be Especially an original one. Interesting though, well, Crazy Taxi was uh, actually one that first ported to uh, the old Dream- Sega Dreamcast console. Mm. So, uh, before it went to other consoles, it was their third best-selling game their in the US. Third best-selling game in the US. Yeah, which is uh, almost like being the world's tallest midget. You know, you're you're in you're in pretty small company there, 
that was not meant to be a dig at our uh, smaller friends. I see what you're saying though but no overall I no it's a good game I reckon you know definitely good especially if you've got a kicking about and you're at a party or something you know you just got a few mates around have a few drinks or whatever just having a bit of a laugh and you just want something to chuck on you know it doesn't go anywhere it's just just for a bit of fun yeah definitely definitely chucking on I think it's about $11 on the Playstation Network at the moment as well that's not bad actually really good get that chuck that on on your PS4 bring up Spotify Make up a little playlist with some offspring and bad religion songs. Done. You're in. You I think winning. I picked it up. I think I picked it up for about five bucks with a couple of other old Sega games on Steam. So, yeah. I mean, goes around pretty cheap. And that came with like the original version, then like a more slightly remastered version of it as well, which is a little mm. bit different. Not much different, but yeah. a little bit. It was a cool game. Played that a fair bit actually, but I think. So, really, that sums up Crazy Taxi does. as much as we can. On a rating scale, would you give it a uh, full fist? Oh, double the fist. Brilliant um, segue. I probably wouldn't. Well, it was a good game. I don't know if I'd give it a full fist, though, on a, uh, on a fist scale. On a fist scale. I'd probably give it half fist, because you don't, you don't really get much choice other than no fist, half fist, or... There was, fist. No, there was just the full fist or no. It was... Or no fist. Yeah. And, and if you did really well, you could get double the fist. Yeah. That was about it. You that get was double it. fist. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much as good as your, yeah, two-star rating. Yeah. Hmm. But, uh... But double the fist. Yeah, well, that was... I actually really enjoyed it. So, what the whole series was... Like, both series were about fully available to watch on YouTube, which was fantastic. Because uh, it's been, what... What, 15 years I think or, since it was on or since TV. the original series was actually released so no that was that was good the first series um, was absolutely fantastic uh, second series probably wasn't as good as the first I think there was a four year gap between those two between the two series a because long gap between series it is yeah because ABC were pretty hesitant to renew it but apparently you know there were enough people wanting another series and stuff to get behind it that they gave it the green light and they changed the formula up on it because I mean what the whole first series was just it was presented as like it was a mockery of game shows which is great had, what, pretty much yeah three main contestants had um who had the Womp the Womp the Womp absolute superstar you had Mephisto Mephisto I think oh, I, I still don't know between it's between Mephisto and the Womp were probably my favourite two characters yeah I think I like the Womp because he was a bit sort of like he seemed like he'd come across very intelligent at times and other times just very like scatterbrain like oh yeah nah I, well, I think well that was meant to be his crazy yeah oh I think so like hey no I wasn't trying to be lofty from Bob the Builder no <laughs> no <laughs> yeah I think so yeah. um Mephisto I actually had to quickly do a cheeky Google on because when I first watched the first episode I'm like is that just a really young Hamish Blake Really? Yeah, that's fa- funny. Facial expressions. I was like, he looks a lot like him, more like a potential relative. No, no relation at all. That Yeah, no, that's funny because when I first saw Rod Fox, I had to Google him because I thought he looked like, I was like, wow, Sammy J hasn't aged that much in 20 that's years. A, I also thought I, he might. I, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I was I like, jeez. I could definitely see that. And then you had Steve Fox, the, uh, the host. host. Yeah. I like the letter of the week. Week the, spelled W-E-A-K. Yeah, no, the letter of the week was always good. Giving it to uh, give it to the council a fair bit that he got. <laughs> I I think they actually really did get kicked out of that can- um, 
town. Yeah. By the council for and filming. And then they just went, we're, we're just going to go. Yeah, they went all out on just all giving out them and just, shit. We'll just tear these pricks to shreds. No, uh, but for, for those that don't know, because I mean, I doubt this has been probably had too much airplay outside of Australia. Um, Double the Fist was essentially, yeah, it was a mockery of like game shows and things like that. We had three contestants, the Womp, Mephisto and Rod Fox, who was the brother, well, who, obviously Rod Fox, Steve Fox were fictional characters made for the show, but Rod Fox was then the, the brother of the host, Steve Fox. Yeah. And uh, in the first series, he would give them a challenge that they had to perform, um, and they'd perform by the end of it to get a, a, a fist uh, as a reward uh, to, prove, to prove who was most fist-worthy. Yeah, I think my personal favourite episode was the one where they had to the fist makeover episode. Oh, the second episode where they yeah. they try and like toughen up some members of society. Yeah, the old little uh, granny Enid, I think her name was. Enid or Edith, yeah. Edith, something yeah. like that. Which is uh, who that was Rods, wasn't it? That was yeah, uh, yeah. I guess a bit about each character. I mean, you've got Steve, the host, was you know looked like you looked like an Aussie version of a, of a game show host. Like, instead of a suit and a ridiculous microphone, he had flannies and an, a ridiculous microphone. Um, Rod was the athletic... I'll put that in air quotes. Uh, the athletic superstar of the group. Mm, very uh, self-centred, you know. Well, not self-centred, but uh, I guess a bit more egotistical than the others. Yeah, meant to be like... Uh, uh, vain, I guess vain. Vain, yeah. Like, like, you'd like it, but like Superficial meant, and vain. Meant to be like a typical sort of... I don't know, like a typical jock that you would find in like an Aussie mm. high school, probably. You didn't, you, did you end up watching the second series? No. Did you? So you didn't see what he looked like in the second series? No. Oh man, he had like full mullet with um, lightning bolt shaved into the sides of his oh, head. Oh man, I wish I'd seen <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. If I could grow hair, I'd grow my hair like that. And then I uh, had Mephisto, who Mephisto, who may or may not have completed a three work. It was meant to be a three week security course. Previously, and was always dressed up in like a security guard, like white shirt with the pad saying security guard on it. Um, it was a little bit, a little bit cray cray. A little unstable. A little unstable. Yeah, it's probably unhinged. And then you had the Womp, who just wore like a padded, padded well, suit. No, no, he wore like um, what was this like, like a, a an orange like kind of um, onesie. I guess going back to like, think Charlie dressing up as Green Man. It's always sunny. Mm. But it was an orange one without the face gear, and he always had like a white singlet on over the top of that. And he had like knee pads and like a padded like jock strap thing on as well. Yeah, like a cricketer's box mm. almost sort of thing. Mm. The Womp. He was fantastic. I love the Womp. The Womp, yeah. The Womp was awesome. I um, mean, yeah. <laughs> and the Womp, the Womp's um, one went in the episode that you were mentioning where they had to train. I've got like this like 12 year old boy. Yeah. They had to. It was fantastic in the end. You know, they had a bit of friction to start off with. You know, the kid wasn't paying him no respect by the end of it. Loved him and, well, came to an untimely demise by the end of it. But, As you know. did all the uh, contestants, I'm pretty sure. True. Or well, we don't know. I think Edith may have survived. It's unlikely, but may have. May have. But no, I think um, one thing I really loved as well, which I just got to put in there, is the fact that I found a way to link Double the Fist to Firefly. Here we go. All right, shoot. Okay, so in episode four, where they do like the Fear Factory kind of spoof yeah. episode, okay, one of the contestants 
um, blonde girl. Can't remember what her name and character was, but was played by Yvonne Strahovski. Okay? Now, Yvonne Strahovski later on came to more fame. She played Sarah Walker in Chuck. Right. Okay? Big time role for her. I'm following you so far. Okay. She co-starred in Chuck with Adam Baldwin. Okay? Who played Casey. Casey played, or Adam Baldwin played, Jane in Firefly. There you go. It's like a... I told you. I told you. I, like I told a, you about this the other week. I said, <clears throat> mate, I've got a way. Two actors to link. Double the fist. Kind of awkwardly back to Firefly Six somehow. degrees of separation style. Yeah. I did it. I told you. As soon as I saw it, I was like, no way. Is that? I looked it up. I'm like, 100%. You want Strahovski? Well, there you go. I was like, there's a link to Firefly right there. You did it. I'm Which is probably the most obscure find I'm, I reckon I'm ever going to find as well. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd wager that. Mm. So uh, I didn't realise that she was an Australian actress as well. She uh, she did quite well with the train to be American in uh, in Chuck the whole time. There you go. No, it was it was good. It was good to research. If you are uh, listening to this from outside of Australia, do yourself a favour. Just YouTube a couple of episodes. Set it down, Molly. You'll. Uh, You'll see yourself going, okay, so this is Australia, maybe? Maybe, yeah. I mean, there's a stark difference, though, I guess, where the first season was about Steve Fox giving the challenges to earn Fist, where each episode wasn't necessarily connected to the last. The second season does have a continual storyline right throughout as well. So it's a bit different. It is, yeah, because... Did you watch all the first series? Yes. So, obviously, Steve... And spoilers, people, if you are planning on watching it, maybe just tune out for the next couple of minutes. So when Steve... Go, he comes back four years later. He's been in sp- he's been floating in space for four years. He comes back in spectacular style, but he comes back with a vengeance. Because obviously after they couldn't... Um, they failed in their last test at the end of the first season. And Steve just like... Oh, he's like always slapping and hitting, whomping, fisting everyone, just like won't take shit from any of them. I think the very first step, so maybe it might have been the second one of the second series, like, going and try and rob Casino. And, yeah, and Steve's just like, yeah, he's just full, he's crazy. And just, like, so much more brutal on all of them. But, uh, nah, it was, uh, it was, it was good, it was good, it's still, I, I think, yeah, it wasn't as good as the first series. But tied all together. Interestingly enough, the whole first series was made on a budget of $250,000. It's pretty small for a TV show. It is pretty small. And uh, won a AFI award in 2004, didn't it? <laughs> it actually did. And it to a lot of controversy because they actually won the AFI award for... What was it? Best television comedy sitcom or sketch over what was considered, I guess, especially at the time, what would have been a, a clear favourite to win Kath and Kim. Which is it's impressive. It's an impressive feat. I reckon over Kath and Kim, I think it is actually quite impressive because that was very, very popular at its peak, Kath and Kim. Even now, still has... It, yeah, even now, it still has really like super, that. Super big following. It does. And the fact that they won over that, I think, is pretty impressive. And something that I also read, uh, that they like to lord over pe- the fact as well that they did end up winning it over Kath and Kim. So you're saying that if this, you know, once this show starts getting a bit more traction and we get to speak with Glenn Robbins, we should bring it up first chance we get? I would prefer not to piss off Glenn Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and, and Glenn, if you're out there listening to this, if you, if you know, you want to come on, you want to discuss all Aussie, or you know, <clears throat> Kath and Kim. Upper Middle Bogan. Upper Middle Bogan. Like, you know. Uncle just, Arthur. Any of it. Any of it. Just, you know, hit us up, cottlepopularity at gmail.com. Just let us know. We'll make we'll it love, We'd love to. I mean. We promise we won't bring up Double the Fist. Pr- promise we won't bring it up too much. If that's okay with you. Um, and look, I mean, if, even if like a Glenn, huge fan, I can come with you and Dave O'Neill and we could, you know, we could try and uh, do something, some, something somehow related. I mean... No, just inviting yourself, mate. I, you know, it's, I'm just we saying, like, I'm could, open. We could I, come. However you want to work it, Glenn. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, um, that is impressive that they, they manage that feat. Uh, it is like it was a fan it what um three well it was four of them three of them started off uh, they were in like a, a college um doing drama class and everything else together and then they met I think it was uh Doug Bain who played Mephisto um they met who and he was the one that introduced all the CGI effects and everything you see in the show mm. he was the one that brought in and introduced that to the platform and they ended up doing all that so I think that apparently this is me out as well apparently they were like on they did like some kids show before they decided to do Double the Fist oh really but, yeah that's <laughs> I was, crazy. I was called, but I was just like oh wow jeez okay and then, then do you remember and remember uh, was it Fly TV or whatever you know remember when when you know Rage started to decline and they stopped playing the top 50 mate I miss the top 50 so much mm. so back right, when film clips used to be film clips that's good back in like the 90s um, our ABC TV would play Rage and they'd do the top 50 countdown of, you know, the, the hits, the charts for that week. And over time, they just slowly started putting it back and it went... And then they brought it on as a Fly TV. They started replacing it. The Fly TV? And I think they used to do bits and segments for that as well. There you go. Did not know that. Mm. But unfortunately, they haven't really done much. I think um, Craig Anderson, who played Steve Fox in it, he's like... He's done a bit of work with like writing and producing on other TV shows afterwards, but really, not too much. They haven't really done in, anything together or actually just namely uh, individually produced anything since then, which is a shame. Is definitely a shame. And I guess that's probably all we've got on the Double the Fist. Uh, we managed to move on to Richie Rich. Richie Rich. It was a, um, it was a, it was a mediocre movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I th- it was... I thought it was going to be pretty... Like, I remember watching it as a kid. I think going back and watching it, I thought it was going to be worse than it was. So, I guess it went with pretty low expectations. Low expectations, yeah. And it wasn't as bad as I thought. No, I, I enjoyed it for the most part. It was good. Uh, it was, I wouldn't say it was great. Nah. Uh, it eventually, just towards the end of it, just becomes cashed up Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. Where he's just setting traps and taking people out. It's true. We're interested to know which one came first now, actually. Uh, Home Alone did actually come first. Yeah, well, there we go. So they try to monopolise on that, I guess. Yeah. Don't stray too far from your roots. Nope, nope. And then, of course, uh, sort of a few more movies that were made, and then Macaulay Culkin sort of went off the rails a little bit and seems to have got back on track now, which is good. It's good, it's good. Oh, it's always good. But he looks a lot, looks a lot healthier. Seems a lot healthier. He, back then around this era it was actually earlier than this would have been around the Home Alone era it was in one of my all time favourite movies Uncle Buck with uh, the great John Candy was he just? yeah yeah right hilarious movie 
Okay. Still to this day, I watch it and get a massive laugh. Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. Uh, which is awesome. Uh, but then, you know, there was also the Richie Rich cartoon. Yeah, there was, yeah. Like, I, I, I tried to look into it a bit more of, like, you know, the whole Richie Rich. What, what, what's the deal with Richie Rich? Oh, what's the, question the deal? I asked myself. And so, uh, it turns out, you know, start off as a lot of these things do. Comic book character. Mm-hmm. There we go. So I was like, cool, cool. Um, for, what was it? It was a comic book firm known as... It was created by Alfred Harvey and Warren Kramer. Yeah, and I remember that the only, the only reason I knew it was a comic, other than my dad telling me he used to read it when he was a kid, was that um, in an episode of The Simpsons, they make the comparison about they find like two comics and one's like got a picture of Richie Rich from the comics and then the other's got a picture of Casper and they say how much they look exactly the same <laughs> and how like maybe Casper's the ghost of Richie Rich. Oh, wow. It's dark, but... That is dark. That is dark. You never know. You just never know. Well, they're done by I the would, same, well, done I would by may, the same I company. I would more so say it's done by the same people. Yeah, right. Because what... Uh, Similar Richie Rich was style. done through Harvey Comics. It was actually their most successful comic that comic. they sold as well. Um, we do start off in uh, 1953 in Little Dot Number One and was dubbed The Poor Little Rich Boy. Yeah, I think the fun fact that he was an only child with all this money. Well, that's pretty much what the movie was all about. The movie was just all about how the real treasure is family and friendship. And that's true. There was a nice message all in that, the movie. All that Hallmark crap. <laughs> uh, but no, it's, well, I mean, I do I remember, I think, I remember the cartoon vaguely. I do remember loving it as a kid as well, though watching the Richie Rich cartoon. I think yeah. there was there was uh, the the robot, his his robot as well and stuff like there was. He had a ro- robot maid and a robot butler. Yeah, no, no, it's the maid, it's the maid. No, no, there was like a there was like a robot butler that was like the boyfriend of. Oh yeah, the but maid. That, that wasn't his though. That no, was like another family. Yeah. yeah, which was pretty cool. And the walk-in fridge that they had that was like Siberia. It was like yeah. a whole other country inside it. Yeah, I guess that's a good thing about cartoons. They can always exaggerate those things. You're going to have heaps of money. You can just... Yeah. Exaggerate, exaggerate it out. And dollar, the uh, Dalmatian with dollar-shaped spots. That's correct, yeah. His dog. Which, uh, which they, even made, they managed to get into the movie. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't get away with something like that. You'd have to yeah. CGI dog like that these days, yeah. wouldn't you? You couldn't... Yeah. I mean, I don't even want to ask how they got those dollar signs on that dog. <laughs> You'd have Peter down your throat like nothing else. I reckon. Oh dear. Did you know that the movie actually flopped at the box office? Did not know that, but still not that really that surprised. No, either. not really that surprising. It only made thirty-eight mil, forty mil budget, and then became popular popular afterwards, selling well, VHS and rentals. I did forget that uh, Edward Herman was in the movie. He plays Richie Rich's dad. Uh, he's yes. been in a lot of other things. He's been in. Uh, he actually had a cameo in How I Met Your Mother as a minister. He was in that at one point. He's the patriarch of the Gilmore family in Gilmore Girls. He's yeah, Richard. Right. Uh, I know that because my wife is a huge Gilmore Girls fan. Sure. I think I think I could actually probably like quote episodes verbatim because I've overheard them that much. Good. It actually had a pretty decent cast. Uh, it wasn't a bad cast. Yeah. Richie Rich is interesting. I mean, he spawned a lot of um, other things from it as well. Actually, this was cool. Did you know that Culkin actually got nominated for a Razzie? Oh, really? For his performance in Richie Rich. Wow. Yeah. Ultimately lost, though, to Kevin Costner for Worst Actor for his role in White Earth, which I'd never heard of. 
Kevin Costner's made some bad movies. Yeah, well, you know. Still getting paid. Still getting paid, that's it. It's a really bad attitude to have, but that is totally the attitude to have that I would have if I was an actor. Yeah. Mm. And uh, this was pretty cool as well, I found out. So apparently, um, he, he had his, a pinball machine was made for it, uh, for, for the movie, uh, made by Data East, and was based on the Who's Tommy uh, pinball wizard machine. There you go. Did you not know that? Yeah, no, I thought that was quite interesting. That probably the pinball wizard machine, I reckon, would have been quite popular. And which blew me out. I was like, oh, that's probably been for a while. Turns out, both machines were both made in 1994. I would have thought that the pinball wizard machine had been around for longer, but apparently not. Apparently not. Hmm. You don't see enough pinball machines around anymore. You don't. It's true. I used to love pinball machines. I used to even just love playing pinball on the old desktop on the, like the old Windows computers. Yeah. The ones you had in high school. Oh, man, I remember I had one. We had them, like, on the computers, and we were playing them one day, and mate was playing one, I just rocked up and turned his computer off. On him, he's turned around and just clocked me for, because he was about to, like, break his high score. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. What a dog. You, I mean, not your mate. I completely endorse what he did. Yeah, I hardly no, support no, it. we both got into a lot of trouble for that. That's all right. That's okay. These things happen. Yeah. These things yeah, happen. No, But, no, it was interesting. And funny enough, it was Richie Rich was then eventually it was taken back up by Ape Entertainment, which I revisited in 2011, but decided to put him through as a bit more of an Indiana Jones, James Bond sort of yeah. character with all his money, and which automatically made me think like DuckTales. Yeah, pretty much. Like That's what Huey, Dewey, and Louie used to go off and do with like, an Uncle with Scrooge. All, with all Uncle Scrooge and all his yeah, money. Go, yeah, and all his money go around. Looking for relics and things like that to keep Uncle Scrooge rich. Rich. <laughs> now they've made the uh, the Netflix remake Richie Rich TV series. I haven't seen any of that, but I think you've seen a little. Oh, bit. I've seen. Yeah, my son has. Um, I've I've watched him watching. Like, what are you watching? He's like, oh, Richie Rich. I'm like, cool. What what's going on here? He's got like, so this time, so yeah, they completely changed. It. He's a self-made trillionaire based off the fact that apparently he solved the world's garbage problems or found a way for everyone to be able to recycle all their waste and make it 100% renewable <coughs> oh hello that'd be the beer um, talking that would be and but yeah like it's quite different um, he has a sister now as well so he's not an only child um, as well he's he is only has a single parent so his dad who is a complete loser really like he he like they he plays a complete idiot pretty much he has no idea what's going on so there's been liberties taken. Oh, they there have very much been liberties taken. Um, however, I think I did see that. I think like the where they've taken the bit of solving the world waste issue. There something similar like that was in like the either the comics or the animated series. Well, that, that makes was, sense. That, That'd be good if there's a tie into that. Oh, there was or a similarities. Or a yeah. But overall, Rich Rich, I mean, it wasn't a bad movie. Certainly, certainly something you could probably sit down with family and enjoy. Yeah. Is what I would definitely. say. Mm. Definitely something you could sit down and enjoy. Something you could even, you know, if you've got young kids, sit them down and be like, this is what I watched when I was a kid. That sort of stuff. My dad did that with me. <laughs> and we used to watch like, watch like old Bruce Lee movies and stuff. Nice. It was awesome. Yeah, no, I've done, I've done that with James. Um, I think made him watch, watch The Goonies. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Right, I think it's uh, we've come as we inevitably do to that time where we must consult the uh, hats of destiny for what we're going to be talking about in the next episode. That's right. Okay, shall I All go right. first? You go first. Draw uh, the first one. What have we got? You. 
We really need like a drum roll. A drum roll? Oh, look. Thing. Maybe one day. What the hell is this? Well, Very we got... small. Alright. And... and what have we got? Call of Duty. Disgusting. There we go. Bit of COD. Bit of COD. That's uh I mean that's a that is a vast franchise these days. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what we can come away with with that. And you go. What have we got? I'll go. Next next one is a TV show by the sound of it. Let's have a look. Alright, and the TV show we we will be brushing up on for the next week is was that a long one or is that just a two bits of paper Hanna-Barbera cartoons okay just a general just general Hanna-Barbera cartoons that's that's something I can get around yeah so we can get in, get involved with that and see what's uh, what we can find I don't know where we're going to watch some of those we'll have to yeah I know YouTube. I've tried uh, oh, I'm like Boomerang and stuff but you have to be apparently for being in America to use Boomerang and then try and force you to go to like Warner Brothers Kids to watch it. Because I have actually tried. have actually tried. And, well, what do you know? We're going back to Quentin. Going back to Quentin? What are we, we doing? we got Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction for the movie. Excellent choice. It is. I, uh, I actually really look forward to watching that again. That gives me yeah, I know. No, no, it just again. gives me an excuse to watch it again <laughs> as well. Like, uh, Rachel's going to hate me. Rachel's my wife, for those that don't know. She's uh, not a Tarantino fan. Is Tarantino fan or is it just Pulp Fiction? As I noticed, like, uh, it, really it's, like a, it's a comment. I Pulp, don't know. Pulp Fiction is the one she most comments on because she knows I love it so much that so she likes to try and tear it down wherever possible. I just, I've noticed this thing, like, yeah, my, my wife, she doesn't like, at least she, she doesn't like Pulp Fiction either. She's like, I don't, I don't like it. I was like, why? It's like, it's a great it's a, film. It is. It, women don't seem to really for the most enjoy part. I'm sure there are women. Oh, yeah, love 100%. It. I'm sure there are. But for the most part, I find that women in our lives, most women that you speak to or say about, like, oh, terrible movie it's like what are you talking about you have, you have no idea what that man did for the cinema world I know that movie is amazing so I'm looking forward to that that'll be good right on, so we're going super violent movie kids, cartoons, kids cartoons super violent video game well, well, it's not super know, violent it's not super violent you probably you know. play it super violent if you really want to if you really wanted to I'll probably with Call of Duty Tell you what, I did enjoy the first, the original games set back in World War Two and one. Probably more my favourite out of the franchise. Back in back in the days when they were competing with Medal of Honor before Medal of Honor died. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Back in those glorious days, but more on that next time. More on that next time. As always, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks and... for listening, and please do check us out on Instagram, the Twits, and Facebook. Uh, cult O popularity on the twits. That's right. It's our Twitter handle. If you want to, uh, if you want to converse with us. Otherwise, our uh, cult of popularity everywhere um, else. Everywhere else. That's it. Yeah. Uh, character limits on Twitter. Messed us up Messed right there. Up. Made us sound like it's an Irish podcast channel, but <laughs> the cult of popularity. The cult of popularity. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for Irish listeners out there. We just butchered your accent. So. Was... Anyway. Uh, Till next time. Keep it real. <laughs>